Who would listen to me? Uh, but they are the preeminent law enforcement trainers in the entire country. Uh, Dave and Betsy Smith. And Dave is calling in. Uh, Dave, how you doing, man? Hey, good morning. I'll tell you what, I'm not doing well. I'm, I'm sorely uh, emotionally upset over everything that's gone on with this shooting in Broward County because it's painting law enforcement's reputation. And, and I'll tell you, the honor of law enforcement, I'm going to say right now, the people of Arizona, I've, all my adult life I've been here around law enforcement officers, and I believe if, a, if an active shooter's in your school, that there is no Arizona law enforcement officer I know that won't hesitate to put her or his life on the line to save your children. And that's, I want to make a reference to what, what's gone wrong in Broward County and why law enforcement in Arizona, I think, still has that men, mindset that they're willing to go in there and stand before evil and those children. And I just, uh, it's a very difficult time. Well, I hope that people don't realize, I hope you're not hearing that, that people think all law enforcement officers are going to act the way that, that uh, the one school resource officer, Scott Peterson, did, and the, according to the CNN report, the three others that, that didn't go in there. I mean, a couple of Coral Springs officers rolled up and said, what are you guys doing? Let's go in there. And they went in with a couple of different Broward County Sheriff's deputies. So they went in there and, and you know, and did the, uh, man, I mean, the, the, the insane work. Yeah, exactly. Here's the problem. You're seeing nationwide, uh, and I'm, an American needs to know this. After Columbine, we reevaluated all of our tactics. We had a huge national debate on all these forums at all our conferences. At the ta- and I remember sitting at the Illinois Tactical Officers Association, which is a major uh, tactical group affiliated with the National Tactical Officers Association, and the debates went on and on. We had, uh, when Columbine went down, everybody formed perimeters. In fact, there was already an ad hoc SWAT team, so to speak from Littleton PD and Jeffco deputies that it was halfway to the library, they get called out by the first commander to arrive on the scene to set up a perimeter, and that's where you have this terrible tragedy in the library. We decided then, uh, law enforcement collectively, when we responded to an active shooter, as soon as you had enough deputies or officers or troopers to create a team, you made entry. Well, after, after what happened in Sandy Hook, we said, no, you've got to go in the quicker the timeline even if you're alone, make entry. So those SRO, all the SROs in Broward County were trained in that, that post-Sandy Hook response. Even if you're alone, go and confront. Stop this timeline. Disrupt the shooter. That did not happen. Now, and we know that not every deputy has been trained in Broward County, but all the SROs had been trained in that specific thing since then. You had this huge mandate from justice and from the post directors nationwide to implement all of this post-Ferguson malarkey, this uh, de-escalation training, implicit bias training. So Broward County has been in the forefront of all this. They're nationally accredited. They're right there. They have their politically correct uh, sheriff is what you're seeing. And this emphasis has been on everything but confronting. And that's what you see now. The question is, is did those four deputies respond uh, with an ambiguous uh, mindset, afraid for their own, covering their own rear? Or somebody now saying that post the airport shooting, they were going to go back to pre-Columbine, which would be absurd because that's not even part of our response and hasn't been since Columbine even. Are you talking about, real quick, and this is Dave Smith. Uh, again, he is uh, he and his wife, the uh, the preeminent law enforcement trainers, or across the country. I mean, that's what you guys do when you're based right here in Tucson. He's on KNST AM 790. I'm looking at an AP story going back to November of 2013. 
Uh, one of the nation's largest school districts has reached an agreement with law enforcement agencies and the NAACP to reduce the number of students being charged with crimes for minor offenses. The agreement with Broward County Public Schools in Florida, which officials plan to announce Tuesday, this is five years ago, is one of the first comprehensive plans bringing together district officials, police, and the state's attorney's office to create an alternative to the zero-tolerance policies prevalent in many schools. Uh, changes principals rather than school resource officers with being the primary decision makers in responding to student misbehavior. Uh, that they want to cut the school to prison pipeline. They basically didn't want to crack down on anybody acting badly. Correct. You know, this is the problem. This is where Trayvon Martin ends up uh, at his dad's house. Uh, and again, the crisis occurs there. This is a kid with a lot of criminal behavior. But by not arresting them, there's an issue here because you have, of course, uh, the pacifist, uh, psychologi- psychologically uh, uh, challenged experts who are saying, well, you know, we just nurture, 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 and everybody's going to turn out good, which is, of course, look how well that's working in yeah. Chicago, New York, elsewhere. But the problem is Baltimore, you name it. The problem is, is that when you do that, yes, your crime rate goes down, not because there's less crime, but you're not enforcing the law. And this creates an attitude, and again, uh, the concern is is now you have uh, SROs, uh, school resource officers, who are not armed guards, which is, the media keeps calling uh, Peterson mm-hmm. an armed guard. He's not. He's a deputy sheriff, uh, which is also a counselor role. And it's a, it's a complex role and requires people to great courage and, and character. So we're still waiting to see all of the effects and causes. But I want our listeners to know that nobody's trained in this call a perimeter, as we're hearing may have happened, where a, a commander came on the air and told the Broward deputies, form a perimeter. We don't do that. And no officer or deputy, I think, in this city, this state, they could go in. So um, what about, Scott, before we talk about the deputy you talked to, Scott Israel, the sheriff, when he's basically deflecting everything, saying, I gave him the training, it's not my fault if they didn't do it, is he right oh. or should he be held accountable? He should be, this guy is absolutely, he has just let the ship go aground. This guy needs to be relieved of duty. He is just a clown. It's embarrassment to law enforcement. This is what we're seeing so often in these leadership positions where people become more politician than leader and less. And, and again, this push is anti-masculine. You know, essentially, we've been emasculating law enforcement for the last five years. All you got to do is see what's happening locally. Yeah. This push for political correctness, this push for uh, bizarre and, and that's the whole problem. There is no empirical proof that any of this stuff that we are making these cops sit and take training for has any valid, validation whatsoever. Now, we know the traditional training worked because we had a great control of crime rates. We had heroic law enforcement officers. Now we have officers that are, are in Baltimore, not even enforcing laws because they're afraid of the liability. So that's not a civil society. That isn't going to work. We need to stand up and start calling the emperor naked and be honest about it. So you know some people down there, Dave, and this is Dave Smith. Uh, again, he and his wife, Betsy, the preeminent law enforcement trainers in the country, and he's on KNST AM 790. Uh, you have uh, friends down there who are deputies, right, uh, Broward County. What are they telling you? Right. Well, here's the thing. is I do. We have a lot of friends everywhere. I know preeminent. I just want to say is that, that just in Arizona alone, we have an outstanding trading cadre of people up I am so proud of Arizona and our law enforcement community, our training community, and there's great trainers everywhere. But I've had this opportunity literally since the early 80s to train nationally, especially in officer safety issues, leadership issues. And I have a lot of friends in Florida, which I've always considered a bellwether state for law enforcement. I've made so many TV programs uh, out, of, out of the different counties, including Broward County over the decades where, uh, for law enforcement training. 
Uh, they are state of the art. It's only now that politics, especially these last eight years, had crept in. And what you're seeing is, is everybody's terrified to talk about it. Broward County's hunkered down. Uh, once you have a politically correct uh, sheriff or chief, the uh, first thing they do is silence all critics. The first thing they do is silence any debate. And they are the, they are the philosopher king, so to speak. You see that right here in town with this chief. Um, they, they, they shut down uh, all contact. Everybody who I've talked to is terrified to be exposed. But I've talked to people uh, who were in positions to absolutely know because they sponsored me. They were training people. And uh, they are just terrified to talk about it. There is a deputy confronted on uh, uh, Saturday morning, went in to uh, just get a, a cup of coffee. And they confronted by a dad and his children. The dad followed him into the restaurant to just berate him. Uh, the, the community down there is, is heartbroken, and they're, they're again, we're, we're, what is the liberal mindset? Well, we'll take your guns away. We'll protect you, except we won't protect you because we have so emasculated mm -hmm. our, our warriors. It's just terrifying uh, to the average citizen. Who is, who is my guardian? Who is my protector? We all, you know, we've had this big push. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not warriors. We're guardians, whatever that means. Well, now we've seen the guardians sit out front. Well, that's not what I need. I need a warrior to go in and protect my family, my children, my loved ones. So, so what is your? Are they saying that I have the deputies had it with this guy? Have they? Have, you know, do they want to do something different? Deputy, have, you, have you heard that they're? You know, is it for? I mean, CNN says sources from the Coral Springs Police Department are telling them that. Is that what you're hearing too? Well, Coral Springs can speak out, uh, but the problem is the Broward deputies are are are, are silent. Uh, they live. Uh, Literally, they have to shut up. They're not allowed to do any debate or discourse regarding it. You know, uh, the last few years, their big emphasis on training is they've de-emphasized firearms. They spend far more time in classrooms. They, they just spent the last few years in extended training on implicit bias and, and de-escalation theory. Well, de-escalation, the problem with de-escalation is how do you, I'll tell you how you de-escalate an active shooter. You shoot them. That's about the only way I know because yeah. there's no debate. There's no discourse. But this is the problem we've seen. It's politically correct, and, and Americans need to understand. There's still nobody standing up, no one shouting that that that, that in law enforcement, the exec. Let, let's take first uh, this group that the, that they keep talking about, Wexler's group. Uh, this is any law enforcement leader will tell you. This is a think tank of people that puts out absurd, politically correct uh, abstracts, but they all have letters behind their names, and people believe they're right. I'll tell you what. Give me five street cops over five John Jay graduates any day, and they'll come up with better policies. Oh, man. So uh, what's the feeling? Because we're going to get this, and I, you know, I'm just sick and tired, and I know you've been listening, and I keep saying it. I'm sick and tired of us, our team, our side, being uh, browbeaten uh, for being mean and thoughtless and all this other stuff. If we want to have willing teachers and staff to arm themselves, go through training, you name it, to be able to protect themselves, students, everybody on the campus, uh, I think that should happen. And we're being told by people that don't understand guns, that are literally clueless, what if an accident happens? What if this? What if police won't like it either? You know, well, I've actually, what, what, what do you think? What are the police? I mean, you talk to them all the time, and you, you are a former police, and you train them. You know, what's, what's the policeman's take? Would they like it if, if there could be people there to protect the students and themselves? Well, you know, within the law enforcement community, you're going to have some debate. But the problem is, is that, when I look at it, when I evaluate it, I can only look through my experience, my eyes, and I see, look, uh, you got a teacher in there who's got 20 kids, and they're in fear of their own life to say, no, that uh, she cannot have a firearm, even though she may have chosen to take the training. 
but the wiser people, you know, the, the philosopher kings have decided she has to stand and pray that the deputy or the officer that responds will come in and save her. Why mm-hmm. can't she have a firearm? Why can't she defend her own life? And the, and, the, and, and the question then becomes, well, what if the deputy had run in and shot an innocent student? What? what, what? You, can, you, you know what? You, you end up rationalizing away any possible logical response. We've already taken away the ability to even report mental illness. So, how, so if we say it's a mental illness problem, the American Psychology Association is saying, no, no, it's a guns issue. So you turn to these people and say, we need your help solving this problem. And they just throw their hands up with their hair on fire screaming, it's a gun, it's a gun. Well, America, it's time to start holding these. If you're really a science and not some junk science, then help us solve the problem. It's the same thing with these teachers' associations. You know, my God, we can't arm the teachers. Well, why not? Don't just scream. Don't demonize, which is all we're hearing. We're using those poor kids to demonize anybody who opposes them. And it's great. On your side of the debate, you have a bunch of, of survivors, quote, unquote, who can come in and say anything, however rude and in bullying a behavior as they want to demonize and demand change, which, which makes you wonder, yeah, okay, kids, I'll tell you what, you're right. We won't let anyone have a gun till they're 21, but maybe we shouldn't let anyone till they're 21 vote as well. Yeah. How they, how they you know, the franchise is, is as, as much a level of force as a firearm, you know, in the end. I'm telling you. Dave Smith is on KNST AM 7, uh, 790. I had uh, TUSD board member Michael Hicks on a couple hours ago, and I think he made news because he's the first board member that I know of. I've not heard of any other board member in Arizona, uh, school board member, say he is okay with teachers that go through training and arm themselves and, you know, everything, and staff members to have a gun on campus to protect the kids. First one, haven't anybody else say anything. There's not even any discussions, which is insane to me. If, if somehow this is supposed to happen, you and again, I, you could downplay yourself all you want. You're traveling around training people all over the place. I Listen, I, I didn't know a lot about you guys, but when I have uh, people that I know in law enforcement stop me and say, you had the Buck Savage on your show? You know, big that everybody knows who the Buck Savage is across the country. Are you kidding me right now? And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I still like your wife better than you, but it's okay. So... <laughs> Um, she was busy. Yeah, I had to get on the that, phone. That's she all right. That, that's all right. But you guys do a great job. If if it came down to it, somehow, some way, teachers here, whether it's in TUSD or Amphi or Sunnyside or where Foothills, Vale, if they wanted to actually be trained, would you guys be willing to do that to train the teachers? Well, I would set up. I would. I'll tell you what. I think it's something that the teachers' association should down with Arizona Post design a program. Law enforcement, I'm telling you, Arizona has some of the finest trainers in this country. Yeah. Our firearm people are top-notch. Let's, let's, get the, let's get the minds together. Let's come up with a training program. Uh, you got a lot of retired expert cops around here that I go and qualify with uh, uh, that, that I just tell you what, I just think the world of they trained me uh, 35 years ago. We were on together in a pistol uh, team in Tucson PD. And, and we're, this community doesn't realize it because it's so hostile the warrior culture this city uh this county has some of the greatest people around we could get our heads together and come up with a course and i tell you what i think that our teachers if you've got a coach that wants to protect uh that that, that classroom if she wants to go out there and protect that school let's let her be empowered to do that okay uh listen man i i'm just trying to make it happen in this community using the microphone that i have to try to to get, you know, let, let's at least get the bait. People can disagree, but then let's talk. Because once facts hit them, again, the story I found from Breitbart, where uh, there are over about 170 school districts in Texas alone that allow teachers to carry. And right. you don't hear of anybody getting accidentally shot and a teacher getting mad anywhere. So 
This whole fear of it, once facts come out and people hear it, I think, I'm hoping cooler heads will prevail, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Dave, thanks for sharing the insight, man. I appreciate it, and uh, all the best to you and, and your wife, and we'll, you know, we'll see you on the next Beer Club for Men. I appreciate it, man. Exactly. Take care. You too.